Hello. 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 Hello, my name is Matthew West, and I'm the host of this podcast. It's called the Matthew West Podcast. I really hope you like it. Hello. Guys, Simply Earth's Essential Oil Recipes box makes it easy to master essential oils at over $150 in value. You're going to get four full-size essential oils and all the ingredients you need to make six natural recipes, all for just $39 when you subscribe. Do you want to live a healthier life? Do you want the air in your home, or in my case, our tour bus, to be toxin-free? The answer is yes. Now, this is an amazing company, and here's why. Not just because of 100% pure and natural Simply Earth ingredients delivered straight to your door, but because these are essential oils that change the world, and here's how. 13% of their profits go to help end human trafficking. I'm going to say that again. 13% of their profits go to help end human trafficking. So when you get your essential oils from another company, well, you're going to get essential oils regardless. If you're like the West family, we want to get it from a company that wants to be a part of a cause greater than just profit. And that's what Simply Earth is about. We want to help end human trafficking. I hope you do too. These are the purest oils on earth. Like I said, 100% pure. There are no synthetics, no fillers in these oils. They're tested to be 100% pure with no additives, only the good stuff. These recipes work too. Every single recipe is created and tested by AHA certified aromatherapists. You won't get a recipe unless they love it. So here's how it works. You get 100% pure and natural Simply Earth ingredients delivered to your door. You follow the fun recipes in your Simply Earth essential oil recipe box to make products that you know will work because they're created and tested by certified aromatherapists. And you get to enjoy a home free of toxins as we are in the fall spending more time indoors that is more important now than ever so go to simplyearth.com slash west use the code west to get a free $20 gift card with your first recipe box when you subscribe today that's simplyearth.com slash west get a $20 gift card with your first recipe box when you use the code west and subscribe today What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. I really do. Thanks for joining me today. Merry Christmas to you. I want to get in the habit of saying Merry Christmas more often. Like, I want that to be my greeting, both my hello and my goodbye, all throughout the month of December. Try that with me, would you? It bothers me when I see the X in place of Christ. It's always bothered me when the world focuses more on winter than Christmas. And um, I don't know. I just want to be proudly proclaiming that I know the reason for Christmas. And part of that can be making sure that I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. So here I am spending the first minute of this podcast wishing you a Merry Christmas. Hey, we've got a great show for you today. Speaking of great shows... We're in the middle of our Christmas tour, the We Need Christmas tour, and we're only playing eight concerts around the country. Four of them are in Texas, and we're in Georgia, South Carolina. MatthewWest.com is where you can check out our tour dates, but I want to let you know that we've got a special We Need Christmas virtual concert live from Nashville taking place uh, December 21st, the week of Christmas. And we have loved doing these virtual concerts all throughout the pandemic. We did them and it's just going to be a a recurring thing for us. It's a way for us to connect with you all around the world for us to join together. And it's going to be a really special time. So you and your family can gather around the television, your computer, whatever, and uh, enjoy this special Christmas concert from the comfort of your own home. You can get your tickets at MatthewWest.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you will get a $5 discount when you enter the code WESTPOLE, not North Pole, WESTPOLE, W-E-S-T-P-O-L-E, when you're checking out and you'll get a discount. So how do you like that? Also, uh, lots of great Christmas gifts at uh, the MatthewWest.com merch store. 
books. We got a special book bundle going on, t-shirts, lots of good stuff. So if you're looking for some Christmas ideas, be sure to check that out. Maybe you can gift a ticket. That's one of the things we did for our virtual show. You can actually gift a ticket to the Christmas show to somebody who you think might need some encouragement. So be sure to check all that out. All right. My guest today is an amazingly talented singer, songwriter, worship leader. She and her husband, Brian, started Bethel church in Redding and uh, Redding, California, and Bethel Music has been leading the way in leading the world in songs of worship, and I'm excited to speak with her today. She's got a brand new book called All Things Lovely, and uh, I think that's a fitting title because she is putting all things lovely into the world. Let's go to the Story House with Jen Johnson. Jen Johnson. Hello. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Very good. <laughs> do you? Uh, oh, yeah. Are, are we going to do duet? Are we duetting? Are this you? is my first. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Are I you, love you. Are you trying not to mess your hair up or what? <laughs> yeah. Do you love this? Do you love what's happening right here? <laughs> I love trying it. To get it to- <laughs> You're promoting a book called All Things Lovely, so your hair has to stay lovely. This is my DJ look on the side <laughs> I'm going for. You look like you're going to scratch a record right now. Are I you, am, absolutely. Do you DJ Bethel make, parties? Is that what? Uh, it's my hidden talent is DJing, so it's. I'm trying to keep it a secret. Don't let the cat out of the bag, okay? It's my oh, side hustle. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear all about this. <laughs> this is the untold story of Jen the Johnson. Untold. The untold. The, the things people don't ever need to know. This is what the people need to know. This is good. This is. And I would. I wish we were live right now and there were videos so people could see this because that's how yeah. an open book I am. You can ask me anything. Jen, I like to do my interviews like, do you remember a comedian named Chris Farley? Of course. I just. He used to have this sketch on Saturday Night Live where he would sit with Paul McCartney and he'd be like, do you remember when you were on the Beatles and then Paul McCartney's like, yeah. And he's like, that was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm that just going to awesome. say like, do you remember Jen? Do you remember when you sang that, that one awesome. song? <laughs> do you remember when you didn't wear shoes on stage? <laughs> that, yes, that was that awesome. Was awesome. <laughs> do you remember when you were a DJ? That was awesome. <laughs> oh man. It is so good to have you on my podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Absolutely, my friend. Love it. Headphones. Here we are. Are you in the middle of um, 75 interviews or what? what is it? What is today like for you? Yes, I, I am in the middle of 75 interviews. Absolutely. My daughter just got married a few weeks ago. Okay. So we have five kids. Our oldest is almost 20 who just got married. Our youngest is one. Wow. And I live a zoo. So these bags under my eyes here today, no. um, have a, they're there for a reason. Um, it's amazing. We love it. And I'm very tired. Pray for me. So yes. um, my day today is interviews, uh, getting ready for... I have two Thanksgivings at my house this week. So I have... Both sides of our families, um, most of them live in Reading, and we have big families, okay. so everybody comes to our house. Okay. It's a zoo, and I, I really do love it. Um, do but- you cook for the Thanksgiving dinner, or do you... And I have a question about California, like what the main dish is in Reading. Like, I have this image of like um, tofu instead of turkey or something like that, and I think I'm no, way no, off, but tell me no, what... You're- well, you're way off, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, all right. Um, we <laughs> we <laughs> <I> just- <laughs> have... That's a different book. That's my next book. We have, I'm kidding. I love you. We have um, a wild Thanksgiving. Um, I cook, but we all cook together on both sides. So everybody brings something on my side of the family that's already cooked. So we all bring something. And the Johnson side, um, it is an all day event. So the Johnsons, they go hard for the holidays. They're intense. And I love it. We start at 8.30 a.m. with cinnamon rolls. Yes. Whole family comes around. Grandma Lovely. Johnson makes the cinnamon rolls that are in my book. The recipe is in my book Lovely. for the cinnamon rolls. Okay. They'll change your life. In Grandma Johnson's handwriting with her personal artwork, it's in the book. It's beautiful. Wow. She writes like an elvish, pretty much. It's unbelievable. She writes what? She writes like an... Elvish. You know in Lord of the Rings, like the handwriting oh. in Lord of the Rings? Like she literally writes I thought you were hand- having a hard time pronouncing Elvis Presley's name, and I was like... Does Are you stuttering right now? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. So, wait, Elvish. so in this book, there's a recipe for cinnamon rolls and it's written. In her handwriting, I'm going to show you. It is so beautiful. And she's an artist. And here it is. I, oh, show I opened me. right. I opened right to it. Okay, Won't he do it? Gorgeous. Lord. 
It's, I can't know if you can see this, this but it's book, beautiful. This book is high touch. We're just going to dive into this book. I mean, this book, All Things Lovely, it really is, it's the coffee table to end all coffee table books, right? It's been fun. I mean, I'll tell you some cold hard facts. Um, so I saw the proof of this book because it was, you know, we wrote it in COVID and it got printed in COVID and the process was in COVID. So like the amount of shenanigans and figuring out how to do this and yeah. getting the book delayed with printing in China, all the things, all things lovely. It was an absolute poop show. So yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's truly a miracle that a book came out, especially a coffee table book yes. in this past year. So I think um, poop show could be your next book too. That, that, that I have a lot of titles. You have a lot of, you just like, no wonder you're a great I just, songwriter. I have so much work to do, um, to get all these books out and we'll probably come up with a few more on the podcast, but the book itself is, um, has over 200 photos in it. Wow. Cause I, for one, I hate reading. So I read my Bible <laughs> and literally that's about it. Okay. So, I'm, so you wanted your book to be more of an interactive experience. It's like, um, you know, Max Licato, the author, yes. he says like about his books, he said, I write books for people who don't like to read books. So would you exactly. say this is a book for people? hundred <laughs> percent. I love that. I was like, what would I actually read? Um, that it was a magazine or my Bible. Yes. So yeah. I wanted my book to feel like a magazine in my Bible. And I think I did a pretty good job. So Definitely some Joanna Gaines vibes. I love yeah, Joanna Gaines. Yes. Um, I love the hominess, but I really love the spiritually rich, deep, that world. So I thought, hey, I'll bang. I'll, I'll do two together. So That's there's over great. 200 photos, but I we're already in second edition process right now okay. because I saw the book for the first time when everyone else did. So it's really amazing and beautiful, but they're, they pulled a few fast ones on me. Oh, so you already had changes to make. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, I... Yeah. Are so, you a perfectionist, anyway, Jen Johnson? I am a person of excellence. Um, perfection doesn't exist. Only God is perfect, yes. right? So I like that. I think I've given up that a long time ago. It's impossible. So I leave that to God. But I am a person of excellence and order. I love I like order. Yeah. So our house is absolutely chaotic. We have house cleaners. We have a lot of help to do what we do. I am not a super mom. I have a lot of help, emotional help, physical help, spiritual help. Love the help. Yeah. That's my next book title. Love, love help. <laughs> um, get help. That's going to yeah. be, we'll, we'll write it together, help. you and me. Matthew West and Jen Johnson you have need, a new book out called You get Need Help. help. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? Seriously. What I love is so, what you've already touched on is the fact that this book, All Things Lovely, was created during a time where life was anything but lovely. And so, my question to you, and maybe I think I already know the answer is can lovely things come from ugly beginnings? Oh gosh, yeah. I uh, that's my story of my life. I do love to cook, and the most amazing sauces come from being reduced in mm. a reduction. And I feel like, in a lot of ways, all of our lives in the past two years have been reduced. What we do, who we are, and how we get who we are from what we do, reduced. So, did God cause COVID? Mm, don't think so, but He mm. can use any hand He's given, and I know He's used it in my life. Come on. And anyone I talk to, the weird and the difficult, uh, no matter what that's been that people have gone through, the good of what it's done in their life to reduce them, to focus, to stay home and off the road and not traveling all the time and have to deal with the fact that their marriage is a mess, you know? and just hard, cold stuff. But the Lord has used this season to reduce all of us to simplicity and really find what matters. And so even the timing of me writing this book, you know, it, it actually happens that there's kind of four parts of the book, home, health, hospitality, and heart, and how all those are connected. But really one of the biggest messages is to be intentional about our life, not perfect, but just to not have a junk drawer. There's a chapter about not having a junk drawer, both in the natural, because chaos in the natural connects to chaos in our hearts and our, to just in life, to deal with stuff, you know, to not keep things hidden. And so it was an amazing time. I mean, even the fact that I was able to write a book with our zoo of a world, I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, but God told me that I had the green light to do it right before COVID. And I was like, God, how? And then all of a sudden the world shut down and I was like, okay, gotcha. That's how, all right. You know, and we adopted a baby during yes. COVID yeah, I hear as it. well. So yeah, it, it, God's kind. And also I'm hanging in there like a, I knew I'd be inspired by talking to you, but I didn't expect to um, be made hungry. Like you're, you're actually like you're simultaneously 
teaching me in spiritual ways about reduction while also making me hungry for spaghetti. So this is yes. a really, con- yes. com- this is a complex interview already. It's a lot going on. <laughs> my That's wife, my next book title. <laughs> my wife would say that, um, I don't have a junk drawer. I have a junk closet and that's even worse. Like she said, like, she's like, Hey, you can't treat this house like the Hilton garden Inn." And so like oh, my wow. closet winds up. So I think that the chapter in your book about not having a drunk, uh, a drunk, a drunk drawer, no <laughs> drunk drawers or junk drawers. None, none of don't either. Have either one of those. No, I mean, he'll, okay. he'll, he'll speak to you if you let him. <laughs> oh, the Lord speaking That's to a me word. That's a word for somebody. Don't have okay? a drunk drawer. No drunk well, drawer, no and, junk drawer. And you also, you set the listeners free from the very beginning when I asked if you're a perfectionist and you say that's not possible. And like, let everybody listening to this just take a deep breath. And especially around the holidays, right? Yep. You know, I see it in my wife. I see it, in, you know, there's just this pressure to have the perfect Christmas, the perfect everything. And knowing that, you know, that there's only one who is perfect, like, can we just rest in that and know that sometimes there's lovely in the rough around the edges, in the messy, in the things that don't go according to plan. What I'm interested in too, Jen, is like you're known by so many for, uh, you have an amazing voice. I've always been a huge fan of your voice, the music that you create. I'm curious what your favorite Bethel song that, that you've been a part of is because I have mine. And you probably get asked that question all the time. Maybe you're annoyed by that question, but I'm asking it anyways. No. Um, favorite song that I've been a part of, is that what you said? Yes, yes. Oh, man. That's Do like you want me to go first? That's a picking a favorite child. Um, yeah, you, okay, you go first. I think Goodness of God really, like, I don't know, it just hit me hard during the pandemic in a, in a powerful way. But there's so many great ones. But that would be, that was the first one that came to mind when I was thinking about talking to you today. Yeah, Goodness of God is super special to me because... I wrote, and you'll you know get this, I wrote 80% of that song after we got home from adopting our first son, um, who was our fourth child. And I wrote it in my car. I was on my way to a physical therapy and just kind of singing to the Lord, you know, like you do in your car. And sometimes you're like, okay, I think this may be for others too, instead of just like a oh, new, yeah. new song, yeah. you know? And I just turned my phone on and just kept singing and took it to my friends. Uh, and Ingram and Ben Fielding, and they helped me finish it. But um, it's a personal song to me because it really is the story of my life, like the power of the Holy Spirit. I, I love the Word of God, and I love the voice of the Lord. And um, I'm so thankful. As a little girl watching um, the movie Chronicles of Narnia, when Aslan walked into the woods and Lucy followed him and nobody believed her, um, just seeing glimpses of the Lord growing up and even as an adult, how God reveals himself to us. Um, I'm just so thankful for his presence and for his word leading and guiding um, every step of my life. In dark, dark nights, God has spoken to me uh, this week alone, yesterday, a clear word. So God never leaves us alone. His word and his spirit are always speaking. So goodness of God is definitely um, that for me. Um, I would say personally, my favorite of all the Bethel music moments is probably a moment that um, a it's a spontaneous song on an old album, mm. and it's called You Make Me Happy. Mm. It just came from this like beautiful moment in worship, and I just started singing to the Lord. And yeah, if, if, if you haven't okay, heard I gotta it, I got to go find that. Probably on YouTube somewhere, but it's called um, You Make Me Happy, and it's just a spontaneous song. So I love how your answer is something that's that's maybe not had the brightest light shined on it. Like I just love how I think a lot of times songwriters like or will – and it's not because of the songwriting necessarily, but it's because of maybe what the Lord was doing in a certain moment that when somebody asked me that question, my answer is not always the song that they would know from the radio. And so I, I always like asking that question as well. So the thing that is interesting about this book for me is I was expecting if Jen's going to write a book or put a book out that it would be like more about the music or something. And and I think I realized in thinking that or assuming that, that I was as guilty of what I complain about sometimes in what people will do with me is like people are just quick to kind of associate you with one category. And so people know you as a worship leader and and your husband, Brian, and, but you know, there's so much more to your story. And I think it's really awesome that you decided to write this book called all things lovely and to have, to have it be well-rounded in the sense that like, no, I'm going to share from all parts of my story. You already know my music, but this is what God's doing and showing me the lovely parts of my life. You you broke it down into four categories. You said home, health, heart, 
and hospitality. And hospitality. And those all start with H because you're a songwriter. And uh, I actually told my team I did not want to put those in there, but we could not find any words that were better no, than the like, H words. That's, those are great, like preacher's alliteration. You know what I mean? It's yeah. awesome. I literally, even for the cover of it, I was like so angry that they were all four. No, it's you know good. You know, when there's like an obvious lyric and you're like, dang it, that's can't no. rhymes with chant. You know what I mean? Like you're like, it's too easy. It's not, it's not right. It's too obvious. No, you know? it's like the, the sermon, my dad preached at the same church for 38 years. And the sermon that I always remember was when he talked about how God wants to use your time, your talents and your treasures. So it stuck with you. Yes. So it's going to stick. It's going to stick. stuck. I know. I want to focus on the home portion. And speaking of something lovely, I'm not sure there are many things more lovely than a beautiful story of adoption and a family that grows in such a beautiful way. I watched a video before getting the chance to sit down with you and you and your husband were, I think you were doing an interview with Lakewood Church or something. I just, I watched it on oh, YouTube yeah, yeah. and you were yeah. sharing a little bit about your adoption story. Can you just share a little bit about what's been so lovely about the adoption story with the Johnson family and, and what's the Lord shown you that is lovely about that experience and your family growing that way? Oh man, it's been amazing. Um, so we, Brian and I, when we first got married, we didn't have... Um, we, we talked about it. We were like, you know, do you want to adopt? You'd be, this is before we had kids or, you know, natural kids. They're like, what are you thinking? And we were both like, yeah, we'd like to have biological kids, but we're totally open for adoption as well, you know? So just kind of this little moment we had. And, you know, then life went on and we had our three biological kids and our oldest son at the time, which, which was our youngest child, um, was about 10 years old, nine at the time. And uh, we thought we were done. We were good. Like, you know, Clip tied, glorified, you know, all the things. <laughs> what? There's another. Uh, the, uh, that's my next book title. I think that's yep. maybe that's your husband's book. <laughs> I uh, maybe that. that's Brian's next book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, we thought <laughs> I've we never were, heard you know, that before. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. So we just thought like we're done. Chapters closed, you know, and we had so much going on. And it was actually incredible. Our kids go to this. The, at the time they went to um, Bethel has a Christian school and they're amazing. They teach like all this normal stuff. And they, they also have like worship soaking time where they just soak to worship mm. and they have like prophecy class. It's insane. It's amazing. Awesome. It's like the actual redemptive Hogwarts, what it should have been, um, the that. supernatural. So I was in the classroom and for one of the Mother's Day presents in the class, they bring the moms in one by one for their Mother's Day present instead of like a little craft. Each of the kids, they gather around the moms and pray for the moms as oh, the wow. Mother's Day present. It's unbelievable. That's awesome. And so I've had it twice as both of my kids have been in th third grade with this teacher. And so I go in and I'm just going through all this stuff, like just trying to, you know, juggle it all. There, There is no balance. The other word I hate other than perfection is balance. Is balance. There is no balance in life. There's no, it is a juggle, 100% uh, mm. in different seasons, um, but there is no balance just to help anyone that's trying to find balance in your life. Yeah. There's no balance. Yeah. But there is the Holy Spirit. But um, So I go in, and I'm just really frustrated trying to juggle everything. And um, the kids lay their hand on me. And this little, they're praying these like cute, nice prayers, you know. This one kid goes, I just see a picture of a big plate of fruit, and fruit is falling off the plate. And he said, you think that you need to take fruit off the plate. He's a third grader, okay? He goes, you think you need to take fruit off the plate. He goes, but God just made your plate bigger. Wow. Wow. Matthew, I sobbed like till my clothes were wet. I, I cried so hard as the word of the Lord threw through. I mean, out of the mouth of babes, well, as the word says. And you know, it's a word of the Lord because what kid is going to use fruit as an analogy? I mean, there, it would be if, if the kid was talking about Twinkies, I'd be like, all right, this kid's not hearing from the Lord. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry, literally. I don't mean to make light of No, it, but, but that's to your powerful. Point, it what changed my life. I'm not kidding. I, two of the most accurate, I mean, we were in this season of our life where there were there was so much fruit. We were juggling so much that we were trying to figure out what we needed to take off our plate. And the Lord just so kindly went, nah, I'm actually making your Make plate, bigger. plate so bigger. Wow. It was in this time, uh, Darlene Check actually had just been to my house the week before. Um, we do like this worship gathering that I've invited you to, and you need to come to the next one. You never invited me. Yes, I have. I never get Bible. invited to anything. Bible, I will. I'm finding an email and I'm going to show you. And I know I have, but it might not have gotten <laughs> to you. This is amazing. Let's, I'm sure you have so many things going on. This if feels... you could just get off your cruise, then that maybe you could do. <laughs> I just feel so good to be invited. This is, 
we just have this like secret retreat we do with like all the worship community and CCM, you know, um, some of the peeps and just, we just get together and pray and worship and it's secret. We don't post it on Instagram, share life together and there's no agenda and it's beautiful. But anyway, Darlene check had just come with everybody. We had this time together and we kind of, um, feel out who we, who we have should have speak to kind of this big collective group of worship Kings and Queens, and um, she felt fitting for that. The godmother herself. Yeah, she's amazing. So um, she shared this word with us, which actually was her album title, uh, the word Hanani, which means here I am, send me. Mm. And she had done all this research on it. And in Greek or Hebrew, the word Hanani actually meant my answer is yes before you even ask, is what here I am, send me means. Uh, in in boiled down, and I I got wrecked with that in like a beautiful way of like God, I just want you to know that like we have three kids and we have this you know beautiful amazing house that's taken us nine years to build and almost killed me, but that's another story, and we have you know just such an amazing team and we've been able to be used in all around the world and all these things like all the things you know yeah. all things loving, but I said God. Just so you know, I'll trade it all today if mm. you want me to move to Africa and live in a hut and be a missionary. Like, just so you know, nothing's off the table in my life yeah. for you. And I, I, I'm this trajectory that I've been on, I'll change it all. Like, you, you say, like, I love that Moses said, your presence has to go with me. Like, that mm. kind of a cry, you know, of God, I don't want to live comfortable. And so I just felt like when Darlene shared that, that I almost got pregnant with this, like, uh, uncomfortable word. And then shortly after, like the week after, Brian and I were snuggling on the couch, minding our own stinking business, watching a show we turned on uh, that my friend had told me about. And we're, we're snuggling and we're watching this. And the show comes on and this family adopts a baby. And it's actually a white family who do- adopted a baby with brown skin. And I am not a big crier. And I start sobbing, like tears just pouring out my eyes. And it was as if... God said to me, I have this gift for you, adoption. And my heart responded, my answer is yes before you even ask. Wow. And so I'm just in this moment, but I'm also scared poopless because mm. my poor sweet husband is never, ever going to be able to wrap his head around this idea. And I just simply turned to him with tears streaming down my eyes watching this show. And I just said, honey, I'd do it. And he looked down at me and said, I would too. Wow. And we both just looked at each other like, oh my God, what? You Like Jim Gaffigan says, what's having four kids like? It's when you're drowning in an ocean with three and someone throws you a baby. <laughs> no truer words yeah, have ever yes, been said. Yes. Other than my other favorite phrase is, what's it like uh, cleaning your house when you have toddlers at home? And the answer is like eating Oreo cookies while you're brushing your teeth. So th- those two things are no truer statement have, has ever been said. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Being a human is exhausting. Living this life is exhausting. Everyone, for every one of us, it doesn't matter who you are or what you have or what you're going through, life takes its toll. Amen? One common stressor is how we give away our power. You can't control what someone else does or what happens to you, but you can control how you choose to respond. That's how you keep your power. And therapy can help you learn this. It's not just a Jedi mind trick, all right? It's learning what you're capable of. And as our resident therapist says, when life gives you lemons, you can either make lemonade or squeeze them into your eye. It's your choice. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So go make some lemonade. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Matthew S. Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash MWP. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H. ELP.com slash MWP. Guys, Zonder Kids, the Adventure Bible, the number one Bible for kids, makes the perfect gift for both boys and girls alike. 
The Adventure Bible is available in five translations, NIV, NIRV, NKJV, NASB, and NRSV, and a variety of colorful bindings. Adventure awaits with the number one Bible for kids. The Adventure Bible features captivating full-color features that get kids engaged with God's Word. That is so important. More information about Adventure Bible plus free Bible activities for kids and teaching resources, they're all available at adventurebible.com. Hey, give the gift that will stay with your child for a lifetime. As a parent, I know how important it is to get your kids excited about God's Word, and you can do just that by visiting adventurebible.com. So yeah, we jumped into it, uh, the adoption process, and it was incredible. We got matched with a baby and um, got to be there when he was born, C-section. Uh, he was placed right in our arms. And then last year in COVID, our kids were the ones who were like, we need to adopt again. Praise and we Lord. prayed about it. Now we're eight because now I have a son-in-law. So just keeps going. I'm so glad that you shared that part about my answer is yes before you even ask. And I love what you're what you're getting at here as we're talking about a book titled All Things Lovely, you've cleanly and clearly established that lovely isn't perfect, that lovely isn't always balanced, you know, that lovely is obedience, right? Yes, that's it. I love what you're sharing, and I love that adoption story. I can't wait for people to flip through the pages of this book while they listen to uh, your songs, too, and like have this kind of experience where they're really getting to dive into your story, all that the Lord's doing through your music. What is a lovely Christmas like for the Johnson family? Oh, and one more thing I was going to say is the song on this last Bethel Music album, Homecoming, that just came out. The song I have on there is called Send Me, and it actually is from that word. Hanene? My answer is yes. Yes, it's actually from that um, five years ago, that whole story. I've had that kind of song in my spirit. And so Brandon Lake and, and Carrie and I were writing these beautiful verses um, that, that Brandon kind of came with, and then we needed a chorus idea. And I just came with like, hey, I've always wanted to put this concept somewhere. And so the chorus became that. My answer is yes before you even ask. But it was out of that process. Um, Okay, lovely Christmas. I love the holidays. It's obviously a really wild time that seems to go by so quick. And it's kind of like so much work. And then, you know, they rip open the presents or so much work. And then the food's gone in 30 seconds, you know. But um, for us, we have two Thanksgivings. So our families. Most of them live in Reading, and it's big, so that's why we had to have a big house is because community. God's always increased us as we've had kids and a bigger team, bigger team. So I don't know what he's going to do next if we outgrow this house because it's big. It makes the plate bigger, makes the house bigger. (laughs) I love it. It does, yeah. I love it. We literally moved every time I was pregnant. I was like, oh, goodness. (laughs) But um, hopefully we don't have to do that anymore. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we do two Thanksgivings, and then we have five Christmases, like five days of Christmas with different parts of our family. So that's awesome. It's amazing. um, But I really try to savor it and just like slow down. We have our kids open presents one by one. We are that annoying family to savor it and just like really, you know, make, make it the best. And you're getting to uh, experience Christmas through the eyes of little ones again, which is, uh, I imagine so beautiful. Yeah. These two little boys. Oh my gosh. So it really, we've got it all going on. That's my next book title as well, but we are in diapers. We've got a toddler. We have, I have two teenage kids who are, you know, in middle and and high school. And then our oldest daughter just got married to an amazing guy who we adore. Congratulations. Um, So yeah, we've, we're a zoo. I love it. A lovely zoo. One question that I ask every guest is, it's sort of a weird question, but I'll explain what it means. And I ask each guest to if they would share with me their blue couch story. And what I mean by that is a moment where your faith became real to you, not a, not a checklist, not a, yes. um, not yeah. a family obligation or, or, or whatever. But as for me, I was a preacher's kid and, um, the connection that I had to God felt very just, um, family business ish. 
yeah. until um, I came home from school one day. I sat down on this blue couch that my mom was so proud of, and I accidentally stumbled across a Billy Graham crusade. I was one of millions of people who gave their wow. life to Christ watching a Billy Graham crusade. And many years later, I got to sit with Billy at his kitchen table and tell him that he's a huge reason that now, you know, I do concerts that are, you know, very much like the crusades of yesterday, just like you go on tour. And But that, I always think about that. And I feel like the Lord brings me back to that moment often. But the Lord's been showing me that too many times I've settled for one moment. And I've realized that God's desire is for us to experience those kinds of blue couch moments over and over again, because like the old hymn says, and he walks with me and he talks with me. But I always love hearing from someone like you, who so many people, they look up to you, they come to your concerts, they, they sing your songs in their churches, you know, for them to hear the origin, that lovely moment where you first said yes to Jesus, where you first felt him knocking at the door of your heart. Can you just take us back to that moment that you recall and what it means to you? Yes. I grew up in the church, so under a pew, you know, coloring as a little kid, <laughs> yeah. you know, in yeah. Sunday school. And I just have all, I've loved Jesus as long as I can remember I since I was a little girl. And, but I remember um, when I was about 10 or 11, that age, uh, my first encounters with God where I believed, I had faith, I read the Bible, but my encounter and then my hunger to know God um, as a friend, like I love that the word says, walked with him as a friend, you know, and you see all these generals in the Bible who knew God like a friend. I just began that journey when I was about 10 or 11, and I had such a powerful encounter with the presence of the Holy Spirit um, at summer camp, um, just Really, uh, I grew up assembly of God. Um, not so the did one I. Where, yeah, not the ones that wear the matching outfits, which <laughs> that's cool. But the other one, not that Jesus is a friend of mine. I'm okay. here for it. I'm here for all of it. I love it all. Like it, you know, it just touches different people. It really does. And I'm I'm here for all of to it. Each you know? his own. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, it's kind of like food to me. Like some people like this. Some like it's like, <laughs> it, is it bringing you to Jesus? That's all that matters. That's all that you know? matters. Yeah. Anyway, and I just remember being so powerful touched by the presence of God um, and then learning to know God as a friend. Like I think our the word is an incredible gift for us to know about God, of, of who he is and in his nature. Um, there's a whole bunch I don't understand. You know, there's a lot of mystery in life and in, in the Bible, but I think that understanding the nature of God helps us understand the mystery of God and be okay with it. Wow. You know, I don't have to know everything and I trust you and I trust your nature because you're my friend and you're a kind father and you're good. That's awesome. And so the DNA of that as a young girl to a, a teenager, just learning the, the voice of the Holy Spirit, learning to obey. Um, I remember in practical ways, like I was in high school one time and I told God, I, I want to hear your voice. Like, just speak to me, yeah. whatever it is, I'll do it. And I would just practice it. You know, I think that people are looking for this, um, don't mess up, don't risk. Right, But right. that's not who God is. God's a father. You know, you don't you don't push your kid over when they're trying to walk. You know, you don't you don't spank your kid when they mess up because they were they were trying and that's all that matters. I think God's after our hearts and God's after our obedience versus even what it looks like. Like I think that the risk of failure uh, really scares people um, that God's going to punish them, but God's just looking for your heart and your obedience. And so for me, you know, as a kid, just learning that like, okay, God, speak to me and I'll do it. And I, my prayer when I was a kid was, um, especially a teenager, was God, remove my mind, give me the courage to obey you and don't let my, my mind get in the way of why I shouldn't, you know? You can imagine that all these epic generals of the faith, you know, parting the Red Sea, like he had to get out of his head to do that. You know what I'm saying? That right. had to be like a Holy Spirit. Right. So that that was always my prayer. And um, just learning the voice of the Lord, like trying things out, like as a young kid, where like, it was practical, like, hey, tell that lady at the grocery store that she looks beautiful today. Um, help this person buy shoes, you know, just little things that he would lay on my heart as I would follow his voice to learn him, kind of like that Lucy Aslan um, relationship. Um, God is so faithful and kind, and He hides Himself to be found, like an Easter egg hunt. Like you don't hide your, the Easter eggs to punish your kids; you hide them so that they can be found. Because when you find God, it's amazing. Man, it's this I journey. Love that. So, anyway, I love that He hides Himself to be found. I love that Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. We always focus on Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, but. 
Jeremiah 29, 13, you know, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with, with all your heart. That's a God who's saying, I've, I've hidden myself I've, to be found. I, I will be found by you. Then the funny thing that you mentioned that is that's when I sign all my books, that's the verse. That's been my childhood. 13. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, I sign every single book with that. It's been my verse since I was a teenager. And I love that because we can't have 11 without 13. A hundred percent. Right. And, and God knows that. And I love that. And, and this explains what you just shared about knowing God as a friend. I'm looking back at the lyrics of what I said was one of my favorite Bethel songs. I've known you as a father. I've known you known as, you a, as friend. a friend. And I have lived <laughs> in the goodness, goodness of God. The duet, yes. the podcast the duet, duet album coming soon. <laughs> But the world didn't know they needed. You've always been lovely to me. I've always loved running into you at award shows or backstage. And uh, I've, I've never gotten to really know a lot of the the Bethel folks, but every time I've run into you, I've seen your smile and you've been so kind to me. And uh, I'm so glad that we got this chance to talk today. I'm so glad that I get the chance to tell uh, the listeners of this podcast about a book that I believe is really something they are going to get so much out of, so much more than just your music, but to get to dive into your story. And I love that um, I got to hear even more of your story here today. I can't thank you enough for hanging with me today. Absolutely. My pleasure, my friend. Hey, now it's time for Songs from the Storyhouse. Today's song from the Storyhouse is off of my latest Christmas album, We Need Christmas. Throughout the month of December, I'm going to be featuring different songs off of that project. If you've listened to any of my Christmas albums over the years, you would know that each album features a mix of original songs that I hope will be classics in the future, as well as some of my favorite traditional and classic Christmas songs. Today we're going to feature one of those classics. This is one of my all-time favorites. We added a new section to it, so I'm going to give you a little listen to Away in a Manger, Love Came Near. Away in a manger No crib for a bed The little Lord Jesus laid down stars in the sky look down where he lay the little Lord Jesus asleep on the now every time I've played Away in a Manger live it always comes in the form of just me and an acoustic guitar my producer AJ and I wanted to sort of re-envision what would it look like for this song to be turned into really sort of a, a worship song. And so we wrote this new chorus into the song as if Away in a Manger needed any help. Trust me, my friends, I know it doesn't. And yet we just wanted to kind of add this exclamation mark, you know, almost pretending that we were on stage leading a congregation in worship. And that was the question. What if we led Away in a Manger as a worship song? What might a chorus sound like? And this is what we came up with. Away in a manger, love came near. The hope of heaven reached down and found us here. Great light of the world made the darkness disappear. Away in a manger, love came near. I loved that juxtaposition of away in a manger and love came near. The idea of distance being crossed by a God who loved us that much. The message of the gospel is the message of God's pursuit of us, that he would trade the splendor of heaven for the squalor of broken earth, that he would trade the streets of gold for a stable birth, that he would come to us, that he would stop at nothing to reach us and bring us hope. Let that flood your soul this Christmas. I think about the final verse of Away in a Manger. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay. Close by me forever and ever I pray. 
Maybe you just needed to be reminded that he is close to you. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Be reminded this Christmas that what we are celebrating, we are celebrating not just the arrival of a savior, but the pursuit of a savior. He loves you that much. Away in a manger, love came near. Let that sink in as you listen to the rest of this song today. He's my dad, and he gives great advice, and that's why this final segment of today's show is called Dad Advice. He is my dad, and he gives good advice, and that's why this segment is called Dad Advice. Dad, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and everyone. Uh, this month, during the month of December, you and I are spending this Dad Advice segment kind of reminiscing. There's a song on my Christmas album called Christmas Through the Years. And uh, just thinking back to some of our fond memories growing up in the Chicago suburbs, it was always cold. But that didn't stop you as pastor of a community church in Downers Grove, Hobson Road Community Church. You always wanted to have that be the place to be, right? Just getting people excited to come to church. And I remember the live nativity that you would always have. And uh, I remember we lit that church up. Yes. And uh, I actually remember one year some vandals came. <laughs> Do you remember? You had a bunch yes. of reindeer in the yard of the church, and we showed up on Sunday morning. And let's just say somebody had put those reindeer in compromising <laughs> positions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that, that memory is like, that's yeah. burned into my brain. I, I never thought I would learn about the birds and the bees from, from Christmas decorations. I'm sweating even as I think of it. But, but your intention there was awesome. And talk about that. You know, we live in a dark world. Why was it important for you to light that church up? As a pastor and as an individual Christ follower, the message of light at Christmas, I'd always do at least one or two sermons or a whole series about the light. and, And we'd bring up lights, Christmas lights, as referring to letting people know about the true light, the light of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that, that Jesus has come a light to shine in darkness. I don't know if you remember, Matthew, we we would take rides around the neighborhood and judge houses on from a one to 10 on how well they did in their lighting. And then, of course, it carried off into the church and uh, we would light the whole place. We were right by, we were right by a toll road, and uh, we'd light up yeah. everything uh, that we could, and then we'd do a live major scene and draw I, people. Yeah, I felt like it was, it's like the angel, you know, encouraging the, the shepherds to follow the star, you know? Yeah. I always loved the idea of, like, that church was lit up, like, letting the community know, like, hey, you want to, do you need Christmas this year? Are, yes. are, are you wondering what the true meaning of it is? And the lights on the church, you know, were leading the way. And I hope somebody listening to this right now can be reminded. Do you feel like you're kind of losing touch with what Christmas is all about? Follow the light to your church even. I mean, literally, like get plugged in with your church. Um, Speaking of light, you know, 
the church was lit up so brightly throughout the holidays, and then Christmas Eve would come, and we would always turn the lights off in the sanctuary, and everybody would hold up candles. And I remember you were always worried that the wax would would get on the carpet (laughs) of the sanctuary. (laughs) And then we realized, oh, you could do those other candles that aren't real. (laughs) Anyways, but I, I thought there's something beautiful about lighting up that church on the outside all Christmas long, and then Christmas Eve, turning the lights off and yes. singing Silent Night by candlelight and being reminded there is only one true light of the world. Right. And then we were encouraged to share and shine that light. Shine that light. Let it shine through us in, in so many ways. Yeah. And this Christmas, um, that's the encouragement. Follow the star that leads to a manger and you'll find the true heart of Christmas. Yes. And when you when you're life has been changed by the light of the world, then you're called to be a a reflection of that light, right? If you have celebrated Emmanuel and discovered that God is with you, then you can be a reflection of Emmanuel, God with others. And one of the ways we're encouraging people to do that is by partnering with our ministry, Pop We, as we find some individuals and families who have a very real need this Christmas. And uh, we're going to be blessing them. They're going to be the beneficiaries of of a special financial gift from our ministry that's made thanks to people who've chosen to say, you know what, I want to partner in that. And so you can find out more about that at popwe.org. But uh, Dad, thanks for the reminder that he is the light of the world and we are called to be a reflection of that light to the world. Yes. Well, that's another show in the books. I am so glad that you joined me. Thanks to Jen Johnson for joining me. We're going to post a link to her book. It's the coffee table book to end all coffee table books. Be sure to check it out. Make a great Christmas gift. And uh, thank you, Jen. And uh, I'm sure we can all agree that we hope that she and Bethel continue just to put out one amazing song after the other and continue to lead us in worshiping the Lord. And speaking of worshiping the Lord, uh, let's let our hearts be filled with the joy that is offered to us this Christmas. I hope you've been enjoying this special bonus episodes that we're putting out, the We Need Christmas devotional series. Um, So be sure to check back. It's not just one episode a week this month. It's two episodes a week, all with the goal of pointing our eyes towards Christ this Christmas. Thanks to my dad for doing just that. If you need prayer, if you want to share your story of what God's doing in your life, be sure to visit our ministries website at popwe.org. That's P-O-P-W-E.org. We're also doing a special We Need Christmas campaign. We would love to have you join us in that. We're finding some individuals and families who've been hit especially hard this past year, and we're blessing them with a financial gift this Christmas. Love to have our podcast listeners join us in that. All right, remember, it's your story for his glory. Merry Christmas. Seriously, I, I, I do.